I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, today we have a really hard episode in general, but to start off, of course, I have to acknowledge that one year ago today, George Floyd was murdered in the streets. We're going to start off with eight seconds of silence in order to acknowledge this moment. Thank you guys for that. And I wanted to also acknowledge that yesterday we kind of took a look back at what has changed since George Floyd's murder in America. And so I highly encourage you guys to, you know, listen to that episode if you haven't already and just go down memory lane a little bit because I do think there has been a lot that's happened. Um, We still have a really long way to go, but um, and our work isn't done. But I think it's important also to look back at the past year. So I have some happy news, though, real quick here before we launch into even more intense news. 33 countries are now part of the Sugar Free Media podcast community. So we have listeners in 33 different countries now. And just to celebrate, humor me here a little bit. I'm just going to read you guys these countries because I'm super proud of this. And it just like until you look at the list or hear the list, it's hard to understand like how many places that really is. So Number one, of course, 97% of our listenership is in the United States. But after that, we have less than 1% in each of the following countries. Canada, the United Arab Emirates, the United Kingdom, Germany, Ireland, India, Austria, Kenya, Djibouti, Australia, Spain, France, Haiti, Mexico, Switzerland, Belgium, the Philippines, Brazil, Singapore, Somalia, the Netherlands, Qatar, South Africa, New Zealand, Tunisia, Japan, Italy, Nigeria, Sweden, Trinidad and Tobago, Aruba, and the Czech Republic. Yeah. That's a lot of countries, you guys. And it just is so crazy to think that this is amplifying all over the world. Um, That's definitely an aspect of creating this podcast that I did not expect. So thank you so much to all of our international listeners. We're so glad you're here. So speaking of internationalism, we actually have a ton of international stories to go over with you guys today, and we're kicking off with one about Belarus. Real quick before we launch into that, though, for those who don't know, Belarus is a country in Europe kind of nestled right up against Russia and was part of that former Soviet arm. 
But over the weekend, the Belarusian government grounded a Ryanair flight that carried on it a passenger with special significance to them. You see, Roman Protasevich, a dissident journalist or basically someone who seeks to expose the truth about the Belarusian government. He started a small media company called Nexta, where he would post video coverage and share information about what was going on in Belarus. And many of his videos were picked up by international press, embarrassing their government and infuriating their dictator. In fear of his safety, Protasevich fled the country to nearby Lithuania, but kept going with his important and impactful work. He recently traveled to Greece with his girlfriend, who's from Russia, but on his way home to Lithuania, the Belarusian government literally lied and told the airlines that there had been a bomb threat or fire, but dude... Roman Protasevich already knew exactly what they were doing and tried to give his laptop over to his girlfriend, but they ended up arresting them both upon landing. The Belarusian government has charged him with inciting public disorder and social hatred, which are charges that can carry up to 12 years in prison, and he's only 26 years old. But if they charge him with terrorism, he could potentially even face the death penalty. I'm not sure about Belarus specifically, but I also wanted to note that at least in Russia, there's like a 90% conviction rate. So this part of the world is not known for (laughs) fair trials. And I think that's also important here because whatever he's charged with, it's highly likely he will be convicted of it. But in the rest of Europe, they are not having it. The EU as a whole has called all the airlines in the area to stop flying over Belarus and to ban Belarusian airlines from flying over the EU bloc's airspace and landing anywhere in the EU. This would effectively cut the country off from the rest of the continent and likely affect their economy in a negative way. The EU was already kind of over it with the Belarusian dictator, but they were outraged by the idea that he essentially committed arson fraud in order to apprehend someone just trying to do the right thing who lived in a different country. So... These other leaders in Europe have pledged additional punishments, such as sanctions against Belarus. We'll just have to see how all of this unfolds, but it is certainly reminiscent of the Alexei Navalny situation in Russia and may have even been inspired by Putin grounding Navalny's plane and arresting him. But both of these situations are definitely worth keeping an eye on. This is a sensitive part of the world that's undergoing change. And we will definitely keep you posted on both. Okay, so for our next story, we're kind of going over a bunch of mini stories that are all recent tragedies that are important for you guys to know about. 
definitely want to issue a trigger warning. This is, let's see, one, two, three, four mini stories that all involve tragic deaths. So this is the rest of the episode. I'm sorry, you guys. I know this is like a huge downer, but again, it's important stuff to know about and my job is to keep you informed. So let's dive in. Number one, an Afghani school explosion. Okay, so this incident actually happened towards the beginning of the month. So if you've already heard about it, I apologize. It's been on my list to tell you guys about ever since it happened. Um, But more pressing news has popped up in that time. But I still think it's important that you guys know about it. There was an explosion in an Afghani high school in the capital that killed 90 people. Guys, that's so many people. And it's very crazy because I do feel like this story should have gotten a lot more press than it did. I think obviously it was kind of steamrolled by what was going on in Israel and Palestine. Um, But, you know, this one explosion killed, you know, about half the people as that incident did. So it was still, you know, a high, high death count. And I think, you know, deserves a lot more time and attention and focus than it got. I think, you know, this is all pointing towards terrorist groups seeing our leaving as a, you know, sort of free for all. And they have the rule of the roost. They're free to take out their frustration on their own people, especially women and girls, as they had been for decades prior to the U.S. involvement, if not longer. The locals had hoped that this ceasefire might actually lead to a more peaceful life for them, the ceasefire between the U.S. and the Taliban, but all of those hopes have been dashed after this event and similar ones around the area. This is one of those topics that I highly encourage you to read up on independently if and when you have time because it's important, it's relevant to the U.S., and Very underreported, in my opinion. Our next story is about U.S. shootings over the past weekend. So guys, in just the past weekend, there were shootings in Minnesota, Ohio, New Jersey, Georgia, and South Carolina. Gun violence is rising, y'all, and it was already at insane levels here in the U.S., Our everyday lives are becoming more and more like war zones due to mentally unstable individuals having easy access to guns. In Ohio, it was in a bar. In Minnesota, it was right outside of a bar. In Georgia, it was in an apartment complex. In South Carolina, it was at a concert. In New Jersey, it was at a birthday party. People were killed at each one of these incidents. These are not places that we are raised to be looking for gunmen. We all know that incidents have happened in schools, movie theaters, and spas. We're not safe in any of those places. America used to take pride in its safety and stability, but the further things go down this road, the more we come to look like the war-torn countries we used to defend. 
And for our next mini story, we're talking about a Chinese marathon that resulted in 21 deaths. Okay, so this is a crazy story, you guys. But basically, an ultra marathon, which is just a super long marathon in China, was facing some extreme weather. But the race went ahead. Things like freezing rain, high winds, landslides, and flooding were what these runners were facing for 62 miles. And they were even 6,500 feet above sea level for parts of the race. Some runners passed out from the cold and 18 had to be rescued after some of the participants sent out a cry for help in the form of a video message to authorities. The race was eventually called off about halfway through, but 1,200 people were sent to search for and recover all of these runners. They used tools like thermal imaging drones to try to locate everyone. But ultimately, 21 of the 172 runners died and eight more are being treated at a local hospital. Two of China's most elite runners were actually among the dead, which drew a lot of attention to this story. Many people are definitely placing the blame on the organizers of this race, who likely should have paid more attention to the weather forecast. And for our last mini story of the day, A cable car in Italy went off the rails. Literally. Again, another crazy, tragic story. In this instance, a cable car in Italy was traveling up a mountain and suddenly fell, plunging into the forest and killing 14 people, three of them being children. The images from this incident are truly horrible. The cable car was just crushed beyond recognition. I think a big part of it seems to be how they were moving almost vertically, so they had a steep drop to endure. Authorities are still not exactly sure how this accident happened. As we mentioned last week, though, the tourism bust in Italy due to COVID has been very hard on their economy, and this incident will not help. To say our hearts go out to those affected by these incidents just feels like a huge understatement. All of these incidents were somewhat preventable, but also somewhat random. But as always, it's my job to keep you guys informed on important news, whether happy or sad. But unfortunately, today was a tough one, and I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Sometimes I wish I were a little girl again, because skinned knees are a lot easier to fix than a broken heart. Thank you so much for listening to News Du Jour. If we help you stay informed, please consider becoming a sponsor of our podcast, 
There's always a link in our show notes where you can contribute financially to help us keep the show going and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are, number one, rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. Number two, share on your social media. You have influence. And number three, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love News Du Jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that has nothing to do with the news. It's basically just dreamy content recommendations for the weekend. Subscribe today at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. And all the twinkling and pawing around you might hear during our podcast is by my little rescue pup who has anxiety and so he always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.